of the Titans, the Mount Rushmore of players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Hello from a kitchen in Indiana. This is No Butts About It. And I am your host, Josh Butts. And I apologize that this is a late upload. It has been a super busy day, but we have not a lot to talk about, but we've got some stuff to talk about, okay? Um, so pull up a chair or turn up the radio, whatever you're listening on. Um, I don't know if people still have radios. I still have a radio. Uh, turn up your phone speaker because we're going to get into some debate here today. But before we do that, um, let's go into the news. And before we do that, this is part of the news, but it's kind of sad. So we're going to now be serious here for a second. And that is that John Mechie, who was the 44th overall pick, this last season or this last draft uh the 2022 draft for the houston texans he's a wide receiver he has been diagnosed with a form of leukemia and so he does not believe he will be playing this season definitely unfortunate prayers out for him um all other people who have leukemia and people just suffering with cancers in general Definitely some disappointing news for a rookie and anyone who receives that uh, news going into the season. But that's that's what happened. So, John Mechie, prayers to you, prayers to your family. Hope for a speedy recovery. You got this, man. Okay, so other news. Um, we have – we talked about Kyler Murray's contract last week, last Thursday. Well, during the last episode. And we debated whether it was good or bad. I believe I ultimately said it was good, but I was a little hesitant to say it was great because I'm not sure if Kyler can put up the playoff numbers and win a Super Bowl, which is what the Cardinals want. And apparently the Cardinals were kind of maybe thinking the same thing because one of my friends actually texted me 30 seconds before I hit record here uh, an ESPN notification that says Kyler Murray um, has a caveat in his contract that requires the quarterback to study film for four hours per week. So obviously you want your quarterback to be watching film, improving himself, knowing the defense better than the defense knows themselves. That's what makes Tom Brady so great. He knows the defense inside and out on the other team. Um, Obviously, other coaches want 
to be able to turn their quarterback into the next Tom Brady and win a ton of Super Bowls as well. So Kyler Murray being forced to watch four hours of film per week. Maybe he was already doing that. Maybe he wasn't. But this definitely is an interesting caveat. I'm not aware of any other quarterbacks that have this in their contracts, but it's reasonable. I mean, you're giving this guy 200, I think it was like $50 million. And so you want to make sure that he's going to be ready on game day. Don't know if there was something that led to him getting that caveat. Maybe he wasn't watching film, but that's what we've got here. And then someone else, I'm not happy about this, and I know that they're a listener of the show, so they know who they are, but they sent me something that says, uh, it's from JPA Football, but it says, Bengals star safety, Jesse Bates, a hometown hero of mine, will be holding out of training camp, which was totally expected. I it wasn't a surprise to me. This person thinks they're going to Washington. He heard some rumor, I guess, that he's going to Washington. I've seen, seems like every NFC East team wants him. I've seen Cowboys making sense. Eagles make sense. Commanders make sense. I haven't seen the Giants yet, but I'm sure if I looked hard enough, someone's saying he should go to the Giants. But, I mean, he's a great, he's a great player. I really like him. And so I understand why all these teams want him. But that's uh, the news for today. I think we're going. To, I'm going to check um, my thing here to make sure I don't miss any. I haven't missed anything important. Oh, and it's a good thing I did because I just got a breaking news update. Uh, Danny Amendola, a veteran wide receiver and two-time champion with the New England Patriots is retiring from the NFL. So one of Tom Brady's great receivers, he was with the Texans last, I believe, but played with uh, Tom Brady and the New England Patriots for a few years. Two-time Super Bowl champion, Danny Amendola, is retiring. So let's see what else we got here. Uh, Justin Ross, who uh, he was an undrafted free agent wide receiver, will be placed on IR ending his season he went underwent foot surgery he was with the Chiefs uh, and then Roquan Smith won't be participating in training camp tomorrow for the Bears because of his contract situation per Ian Rappaport so that's everything news worthy that has happened and so uh, we're going to talk about some uh, other things so if you listen to Thursday's show, we talked about Kyler Murray a lot. And if um, you didn't listen to Thursday's show, you should go listen to Thursday's show because it means a lot to me and it'll make me happy. But we finished off that show talking about the quarterback situation in Cleveland, which has been mentioned and I'm pretty sure every podcast so far since we've started the show. Because it's been crazy. I said, incorrectly, that Cam Newton might end up there. I didn't think Jimmy G would, but he could have. But he didn't. And they ended up signing a quarterback that I'd honestly completely forgot about. And that's because he, I thought he had just disappeared into the abyss of the NFL. Uh, 
That is Josh Rosen. Quarterback, 10th overall pick in the 2018 draft. And if you have been following the NFL since 2018, somewhat regularly, you know Josh Rosen kind of flopped. But the thing about Josh Rosen is no one is excited when people flop, for the most part. But what he said the night he was drafted is what kind of made people think, okay, this is funny. That night, he said there were nine mistakes ahead of me. So he was 10th picked. Um, let's, let's look at who some of those 10 quote-unquote mistakes were. So the first overall pick that draft was Baker Mayfield, who the Browns just had, and they traded him to the Panthers because Deshaun Watson came in, Baker got mad, understandably. So traded one 2018 draft quarterback, and they ended up with another one. Uh, Saquon Barkley, who's a running back for the Giants, is a beast if he can stay healthy. Uh, New York Jets' Sam Darnold, He's, I mean, Baker's better. I don't think that that's necessarily an accomplishment. Um, Denzel Ward, though, who does play for the Cleveland Browns, is a stud. He um, took out, I think he's the one that picked off Burrow. It's either him or Newsom. Maybe it was Green. I don't know. Denzel Ward has just been a threat at the cornerback position with the Browns. He's a great, great player. Bradley Chubb with the Denver Broncos, great defensive end. Quentin Nelson, Hall of Fame guard. If he's not in the Hall of Fame by the end of his career, that just shows the big guys aren't respected in the NFL. He's a great O-lineman. Quentin Nelson was not a mistake. That was a great pick by the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, The funniest one is probably Josh Allen, who has pretty much become the prototype of what the coaches want their quarterbacks to be he's a tall strong player he led his team in rushing last year while also being a great passer so he's not just like lamar where lamar has to use his legs a lot more but josh allen is a stud he's fun to watch great player uh chicago bears drafted roquan smith eighth overall and uh then number ninth overall was mike mike mcglinchey I don't actually okay. I don't know if he panned out, and I should know that. I haven't done enough research. That's my fault. Um, but he's also an offensive lineman, so he's probably not talked about as much. If he is doing phenomenal, but I mean, there are some stud players, some possible Hall of Famers ahead of Josh Rosen, and he said that. I mean, I mean. Saquon's a stud. Quentin Nelson, I think, is a for sure Hall of Famer. Josh Allen's on his way. If he could win some playoff games. Roquan Smith is a stud linebacker. Right after Josh Rosen was Minka Fitzpatrick, who's now the highest paid safety in the NFL um, with the Steelers. Vita Vea, defensive tackle. So, I mean, Josh Rosen was just a miss with uh the arizona cardinals and what he said just did not live up to what he um showed on the i mean this 2018 draft class is just stacked going through the list here but he did not live up to the hype but josh rosen is apparently going to be the backup for uh sean watson if deshaun watson can't play 
maybe i i assume it's josh rosen because he started before he's had a career as a starter for the cardinals the dolphins then he was a backup for the falcons but i assume that's their plan they don't have confidence in jacoby Brissett, so they're going with him they're going with josh rosen and then jacoby Brissett will be the backup if deshaun can't play don't know for sure. We will continue to follow that, mainly because it's hilarious for me to watch as a Bengals fan the implosion of the Cleveland Browns. So if you are a Cleveland Browns fan, and I know some of you do listen, you are welcome to become a Cincinnati Bengals fan, so long as you're not a bandwagon fan. Um, but that's all we've got on that story. I'm going to be nice and not talk about it for too long. But yeah, Josh Rosen, 10 mistakes ahead of me. That was wrong. There wasn't 10, nine mistakes. There, there wasn't even three mistakes ahead of you. There was maybe two. But anyway, let's move on. So uh, Tyreek Hill, he's doubling down on his statements about Tua. Tago Viola. And I, I think I'm getting better at pronouncing that name, by the way. And... If you don't remember, Tyreek Hill had said that regarding arm strength, Patrick Mahomes was better. Regarding accuracy, it was Tua all day. And people were all up in arms about that because we had memes all last season of Tua turned the ball over. That was his nickname. He was going to turn the ball over no matter what. And Tyreek's out here saying that Tua's more accurate. And then the Dolphins released a video showing what appeared to be Tua under throwing Tyreek. We don't know the context. Maybe he was supposed to do that on purpose so Tyreek could practice catching underthrown passes. It's practice. No, that happens. Maybe it was just a bad video. Anyway, Tyreek doubled down. He said Tua is the most accurate quarterback in the NFL, which is, um, if you go off of last season, not correct unless you uh take out drop passes so if you take out drop passes he is if you don't take out drop passes and only include do blank completion rate um and by the way those drop passes are subjective it's kind of like the stat maker going in and saying i think that this is this pass was on the wide receiver not the quarterback so um well let's see where two is at if He's so Joe Burrow completion rate, just flat completion rate is number one. Kyler Murray's number two. Aaron Rodgers is number three. Aaron Rodgers has been accurate his whole life. Dak Prescott is number four. Derek Carr is number five. Jimmy Garoppolo is number six. And that puts Tua at number seven. So he's top 10, but he's not number one. Um, unless, again, you take out the drop passes, then yes, he is number one. But that's a subjective stat line. Tyreek's hyping up Tua a lot, which is what teammates are supposed to do. That's great. Tyreek's out there hyping up his boy. They got Jalen Waddle. They got a stack team. But Tua better live up to this hype because Tyreek is kind of uh, putting a target on Tua's back, I think. Tua's not really saying anything that I've seen. Tyreek's just out here kind of saying everything for him. So I don't know if this is going to cause corners and safeties to kind of be like, no, 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 no. We're going to show you that 
we can we've still got Tua handled. He's not as good as Tyreek is saying, but Tyreek is saying hey, it ain't a problem. Ain't no problem. Tua's number one. We'll see. Um, next, another wide receiver hyping up their quarterback. Uh, Devontae Adams was traded from the Packers to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Almost said Oakland. They're not in Oakland anymore. But the Las Vegas Raiders have Derek Carr. And Devontae Adams played with him in college. They're good friends. I believe they were roommates at one point. And so Devontae was asked, how does it feel going from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr? Because Aaron Rodgers is a for-sure Hall of Famer. A lot of people would consider Derek Carr to be either average or less than average quarterback. I personally think he might be the most underrated quarterback in the NFL, and that's what we're going to talk about for most of today's show. But I I don't think he's, like, super underrated, but I think he is the most underrated quarterback in the NFL. But anyway, Devontae Adams said, well, when you go from one Hall of Famer to another Hall of Famer, there's obviously going to be a lot of difference. So essentially he's saying Derek Carr is going to be a Hall of Famer, by the end of his career, which, to be fair, he's only been in the league since 2014. I feel like the Raiders have screwed him over ever since because the Raiders have pretty much refused to build a team around him. When they did, they all got arrested or traded or whatever. Henry Ruggs got arrested. Uh, Lynn Bowden Jr. got traded before he even made it onto the field. Uh, he was drafted by the Raiders and played his first game as a Dolphin. Figure that one out. Um, yeah, I just feel like Derek Carr, if he puts up 30 points, the defense is average on average allowing 31. Like, he's always trying to do his best, but this year they've got a good team. They've got Hunter Renfro. They've got Darren Waller. Josh Jacobs is a decent running back. Got Devontae Adams. Mad Max Crosby at the defensive end position, ready to hold down those quarterbacks from uh, scoring. So definitely on an upswing for the Raiders. But let's look at Derek Carr compared to another quarterback who I thought was underrated uh, last year. And then he kind of proved me right, except I hated the way that he proved me right because the quarterback I'm going to be talking about is Matt Stafford. So Derek Carr, is he a Hall of Famer? Let's look at Derek Carr's stats first. He has played 127 games, and he has a 65% completion percentage on average in his career, 31,700 yards, 193 touchdowns with 85 interceptions, and of his passes, 1.9% are intercepted versus Matthew Stafford, who has been in the league for five years longer. So keep that in mind when you listen to things like touchdowns, interceptions, and yardage. So he's played 182 more games, so about roughly 60 more games, 63% uh, completion percentage on average, 49,995 yards in his career, 323 touchdowns, 161 interceptions, 2.4 interception percentage. He has one Pro Bowl, one Comeback Player of the Year, and one Super Bowl that he got last year with his first year with the Rams. Uh, if he has a 3-3 three and three playoff record, whereas Carr has three Pro Bowls, so he has two more Pro Bowls than Matthew Stafford. 
No other accolades in a 0-1 playoff record where they lost to the Bengals. Sorry, Derek. But here's the thing. Matthew Stafford was on a team with the Lions that literally caused a got two two Hall of Famers to retire early. Calvin Johnson retired early, and he did have some injury issues, but I think he could have gone one or two years longer. But Megatron retired early. Barry Sanders retired way too early, even though he never played with Matthew Stafford. Still shows the Lions have a history of making Hall of Famers retire early. A lot of people consider Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer now that he's won a Super Bowl. But he had Megatron to throw to all these years. He had a great team. They just could never get anything done. He had great players. This year he had Cooper Cup. He he has great receivers. He's always had a great receiver, except for his last few years on the Lions. Derek Carr hasn't really had a team around him. Hunter Renfro is a fairly new addition. He's a 2019 rookie. Darren Waller, I don't know when he showed up on the Raiders, but he went through a lot of drug trouble and alcohol trouble before he was even allowed back in the league. Um, Max Crosby, 2019. So the whole 2020 draft class was pretty much wiped off the face of the earth. Derek Carr hasn't really had a team around him. Yet he has a 2% higher career completion percentage. Um, He has more Pro Bowls, which... Some people weigh that heavily. Some people don't, but take that as you will. He has a better interception percentage than Matthew Stafford. He is on pace to have the same amount of yards by the time he's at uh, Stafford's point. So I think Derek Carr is, I don't, I'm not ready to call him a Hall of Famer yet. I'm not really ready to call Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer yet, but I don't think that you can say Matthew Stafford is a Hall of Famer without the ring and say Derek Carr isn't on pace to be a Hall of Famer. Because Derek Carr is just... I just think he's underrated. I just feel bad for him. I feel like if he had the Chiefs wide receiver... Well, not anymore. But if he had... A lot of the, if he had the Chiefs receivers last year, I think Derek Carr would be an elite quarterback. Like easily, people would consider him that. Patrick Mahomes is obviously better than Derek Carr, but I don't. I'm not ready to say that Matthew Stafford is just walking away with the Hall of Fame and then saying the only difference is that Super Bowl. And that's what's keeping Derek Carr out. When Derek Carr is playing way better than what people give him credit for. Um, we'll see this season. Maybe I'll be completely wrong. I think he's definitely going to need to take a step up with Devontae Adams. Because he's gonna, he's ran out of excuses. Really the only excuse he has at this point is if the defense just allows a ton of points. And the offense is putting up a ton and it's just not enough because the defense sucks. That's his only way out at this point. Because Devontae Adams is a stud. Hunter Renfro might be the smartest player in football right now. Uh, Josh Jacobs, like I said, pretty decent running back. Has potential. Uh, Darren Waller is a top five tight end. Everyone loves Darren Waller at that position. I just don't see where we say Matthew Stafford, who had... Megatron, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., 
Um, what other Hall of Famers has he been associated with? I mean, Odell's probably going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, Cooper Cup, if he keeps up this pace, will be a Hall of Famer. Megatron already is in the Hall of Fame. It, it doesn't seem fair to me to not give Derek Carr that shot. He's obviously still on the team for a reason. 2014, he took five years to develop, and then finally they started signing guys to help him out. So if you're a Raiders fan out there, maybe you're in Las Vegas, maybe you're in Oakland, maybe you're some other state, let me know what you think about Derek Carr. I know guys that hate Derek Carr, and I know guys that love Derek Carr. And personally, I think he's, like I've said, I think he's underrated. I don't see how you say Matthew Stafford's a Hall of Famer and then completely write off Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr has a shot. Devontae Adams apparently thinks Derek Carr has a shot. And we'll see what happens this year. But that's my take on it. I think Derek Carr could be a Hall of Famer if Matthew Stafford's a Hall of Famer. There are a lot of people in the Hall of Fame that I don't think should be in the Hall of Fame, and there's a lot of people that aren't in the Hall of Fame that I think should be in the Hall of Fame. So do with that what you will, with my opinion. But don't say Matthew Stafford's a for-sure Hall of Famer and then write off Derek Carr completely because there are different points in their career. And I don't think at this point in Matthew Stafford's career, where Derek Carr is now, I would have said, Yes, Matthew Stafford's a Hall of Famer. I don't think anyone would have said that. So stop pretending like you already know whether or not Derek Carr is going to be Hall of Famer or not. Because you don't. He has potential. He's a great player. And he needs a team built around him. So listen to that, Las Vegas Raiders. Listen to that, Las Vegas Raiders fans. I'm rooting for you guys. As long as they're not playing the Bengals or the Colts or any of the other. I'm kind of just rooting for everyone now since I've started this podcast. Because I've kind of fallen in love with the way these players play and i want them all to succeed but um that's going to do it for today's show let me know what you think email me at bull bull podcast no the number two at gmail.com and i will leave it in the description so you can see it because that's kind of confusing but again it is bull podcast the number two at gmail.com and um also, no buts underscore show. Message me on there. Haven't been posting a lot because I don't really do the social media thing real well. But you can message me on there. And I always post updates about whether or not I'm going to miss a show or what's happening. So follow us on there on Instagram. That's no buts underscore show. I hope everyone has a great day. I hope everyone has a fantastic week. And I will talk to you all on Thursday. See ya.